that was welcome uh, welcome 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 to the bandwagon fam podcast alex and i are here back from our european adventure and uh spray tan and all actually the spray tan's gone and oh yes we made the poor decision of spray tanning at the beginning of our trip and then coming back to america just as pale as we left it i don't think i look uh i don't think i look a shade more tan like i think i look the exact same the only thing i have is a sandal tan and i will be proud of that hey rock that sandal tan yes and for our listeners and fans Alex and I went to Zagreb, Croatia to go to a music festival called the In Music Festival. This was the, I think, 15th year anniversary and our first time going. Um, and it was pretty awesome. There was a lot of like legacy bands, but also like newer bands. What was your uh, favorite performance? I think I know the answer. I, it's tricky because I think, I think I know your favorite performance and I think I was like maybe my one or two, but I'm going to spice it up and say that it was the band rival sons. Is that what you were thinking? Um, I no, I thought no? you were going to say the killers. Oh, I mean, okay. Yes. The killers performed. I did love them, but I think the reason why I liked rival sons maybe the most was I'd never heard of this band. I didn't prepare and listen to their music. We kind of just were walking by the stage that they were performing on. And they had like such insane fans, which I'm pretty sure the same people going every day were the same people going every day to the festival, like a bunch of Croatians mostly. You know, it wasn't like different crowds coming different days. I think it was like the kind of thing where it's like everybody's buying like a four-day pass. Um but it was like they're like a country rock pop band from Long Beach. Yeah, Long Beach, California. And I just never had heard of them, and I didn't think anything much of them or their the name Rival Sons. I was like, okay, whatever. And it was like I felt like for the size of an audience they had, which was pretty big, the fans were wild. People were loving them. Their interaction between the crowd and fan, like it was so good. The music was really good. I just, I don't know. I got such good vibes, but Killers were awesome. And then I was going to say my other top one was Fontaine's DC. Those were probably my top three. Yeah, I'm I'm a little biased with Fontaine's, but I I always know I'm going to be there. I always know I'm going to have a good time seeing them perform. But yeah, Rival Sons surprised me as well. Um, that was like the only show where I heard like Croatians actually like cheering. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like most of the time they would just clap for a few seconds and then it's like dead silence between the <laughs> song. Also, Croatian men are like seven feet tall. So like, good luck. Yes. Good luck seeing the stage. If you're under seven feet tall, you are, you just, you're not going to be able to use the urinals. That's for sure. Cause that, that was what I heard from a fellow traveler who was under seven feet. (laughs) (laughs) Side note, Alex is like at least six foot. So if you're six foot, you're still screwed. You're still screwed. Um, uh, that may or may have not been me. Um, some of the yurtles were normal, but I feel like the airport ones and a, an occasional restaurant one were uh, much higher than uh, than I'm used to in the States. Tippy toes were required. So make sure you pack those. Or bring a booster. Uh, or bring a phone book. A yurtle booster. Uh, a yurtle booster. 
<laughs> that sounds like a shot you get before you go use a bathroom at a club. You get your urinal booster so you don't get syphilitis. Is this under the counter? Yeah, and syphilitis is a disease you've also never heard of. Um, <laughs> I was just like, I just like went with it. I was like, wait, let's see what's off here. But yeah, Croatia was a good time. There's definitely language barrier issues, but it makes it fun when you're an American and you kind of understand what's going on. And you can tell the performers don't really and the fans don't really, and they're just kind of making it work. Um, but yeah, we had a good time. I guess what else happened in the, what has happened in the world in the last week since you and I have been back? Well, that's the thing. I feel like uh, being in Europe, like I was so focused on our trip and wasn't really like looking at any music news or anything outside of outside of the trip and then it's like we get right back into the states and see that uh stranger things is back and rocking and doja cats maybe a little thirsty so the thirsty and feisty i would say yeah thirsty and feisty that's a, that's a great phrase yeah i feel like you and i left the states season whatever season four part one so your things had just dropped it was crazy madness i almost said season six because it just feels like six seasons at this point (laughs) i mean i'm not mad at it though i like the content i want more i'm I'm getting a little old of certain things and tropes or whatever but if there's a tv show that i like just keep giving me content uh but also at the same time make sure to end it in an appropriate manner and i think they're doing that i think the duffer brothers know like don't lengthen this out too long um but it was like you and i left we had our trip we come back next thing you know season part two is here but then it's like wake up yesterday and like all over the internet doja cat is calling will buyer noah schnapp a snake (laughs) because she's trying to get with joseph quinn which is uh um for everyone that's seen it it's eddie and i'm assuming she saw his epic um, uh, I'm not gonna. Uh, no spoilers. I'm assuming she saw an epic scene with him. How about that? That's all I'm going for. Ooh, I feel like I just saved my own life right there. I, was... I keep forgetting that you haven't. Uh, I keep I keep forgetting you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> I will. I will soon. But it was just kind of funny. I was like, I never thought I'd be in a world where scrawny little bull cut Will Byer is getting in a TikTok fight with a pop rapper in the real world who's like what 10 years older than him about about yep well yeah the trending thing on twitter was he's 17 which is really funny too because i saw so many other people taking advantage of that trending term and posting things like about their cat and being like it's jojo's birthday he's 17 oh gosh (laughs) because you gotta do you gotta do to get those likes and retweets and hearts um but yeah, maybe this was uh, maybe this was a plan. Maybe Doja Cat's like, I need to get called out by someone on Stranger Things. Very specific call out. You never know what is concocted behind closed doors in Hollywood. Um, but speaking of another TV show, our topic today is all about nothing. <laughs> cue a baseline. Yeah, I was gonna say cue the baseline. Um, and if you don't hear it, just assume uh, it was copyright removed. <laughs> Alex, can you do your best impersonation of the theme song sound that I I'm referencing? Like, I feel like they're always different, but it's like... 
That's like my best impression. And if you guys can't figure out what that is, that is Seinfeld. <laughs> that was my okay, attempt so- at a slide. Amazing, amazing. Where's Wally when you need him? I know. Uh, actually, before we jump in, Wally has made two Seinfeld mixtapes, and he just released a new one. So I feel like we need to give him a quick shout out. Uh, they're super good. I don't know why he puts so much effort into them because they seem really difficult to rap over Seinfeld bass lines. But yeah, we're here. Wally's rapping, and and Seinfeld is in. Yeah, we're talking about a brand new TV show called Seinfeld. It just came out this week, right? Yeah, it came out this week, uh, 1989. That's the year well, we're in. If it came out in 1989, then like, what's the what's the reason we're bringing it up on the bandwagon? Like, what's, well, so uh, what's the yeah, catch? that's that's here's the catch. The catch is anything 90s is in, and apparently it seems that Seinfeld is one of the few selected things of that era that has been allowed to make its way back into the mainstream and the current. And it's just funny because this show is what, like, yeah, between 20, 30 years old now. And somehow it is having like a major revival right now. It is like the in show. It's Gen Z's new favorite old show. The, the style is in too. I feel like I see the people wearing Jerry Seinfeld outfits now, like the denim jeans and the white, um, like New Balance kind of look. Yeah, but also like he also wears a lot of like baggy shirts and like polos, and I feel like I'm seeing that. But it's like Gen Z is like kind of making that thing where they're making it more gender fluid. So it's like girls wearing like baggy polos and. Even like, I swear, like George's style or Kramer's style or Elaine, like I'm just like now because I've been rewatching Seinfeld, I feel like I'm looking at their outfits and going, "Mm, it's actually kind of cute. And then when I'm like out on the streets in New York City, looking around me and being like, holy shit, like this, these looks are coming back. People are like dressing like this again. And it's just kind of funny that this show, which was already like a huge hit during its heyday is somehow still again like so successful and and exactly what people want in life right now. Do you think this is uh, partially because Netflix acquired the catalog and is like bringing it into a new audience? Because I feel like I feel like the thing I've noticed that a lot of people have noticed is Netflix has been struggling really badly with uh, keeping subscribers lately, and it's like they have huge shows like Stranger Things and Squid mm-hmm. Games and Tiger King and you know that kind of stuff. But it's like everyone only watches these for like maybe three days like a week at max Mm -hmm. and then they like don't replay it until the next season comes out but like seinfeld is a show that you can just kind of like mindlessly rewatch over and over and i feel like and i feel like it doesn't really like it doesn't really lose its touch so it's like i i wonder if i just wonder if like a lot of gen z kids are seeing it for the first time because of netflix i think so honestly which is kind of funny because I do think that people get a little sick of going on Netflix and being like, there's nothing new because that's the thing. It's like, if you don't have like the spike of a new stranger things series or season drop or a new hit thing, like you said, like squid games or tiger King or like whenever Netflix has like this big drop and everybody watches it and freaks out, but then like settles after like a week or two, Netflix can then feel really dull. And it's funny because in my experience or my last few weeks 
I noticed that it was like, I'd be like tired from work or like eating lunch in the middle of the day. And I like want to put a show on and I hate doing that thing where you like scroll around on Netflix. Like, what do I want to watch? And it's like everything you're like, no, 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 no. And then it was like, I saw Seinfeld and I was like, well, you know, I don't, I haven't watched this in a while, which is funny because when I was a teenager, it was like one of those syndicated TV shows that was on every night. It was like, you could like flip through channels and it would be like midnight and there'd be like an old Seinfeld episode on. Seinfeld felt old to me though when I was a kid. And I feel like, I feel like Mm -hmm. I relate to it maybe more now. And I think that's maybe like a big draw is like a lot of people see like, you know, like it is just like a group of kind of like ragtag friends, just like struggling through like very, very like mundane tasks that everyone's related to like uh what the episode of the parking garage like they just uh they travel with their friend kramer to go get an air conditioner from new york to new jersey and then like the whole episode is them just like stuck in a parking garage trying to remember where they parked their car and i'm like i've been there i've been stuck in a parking garage for like three hours before and mm-hmm. it's like not only is it terrifying but it's so it's so stressful because it's just like you're just like, there's more things I could be doing in life right now. And like, I love that they just like make, co- like they've made comedy out of like very, very like relatable scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's I like, like that's why the show's, yeah. Cause it's like, they're just like average people, you know, it's, I obviously love Stranger Things, but it's like, you, the, Seinfeld doesn't need superheroes or superpowers or like, you don't need some like crazy drama, like, which I think is like the beauty of, a sitcom show anyways because i think the whole point is that it should be that like anyone can drop into any random episode from any season and you can pretty much get the gist of like each character and what they're like um but yeah i don't know maybe it's because like we're older now that like it's relatable of like oh like i'm like elaine i have a job where i don't like my boss and like frustrating things happen at work and a lot of people our age are still like dating and it's like all the characters on that show always have like funny date stories. And I think like, that's kind of what's really cool too about the show right now is it's like, there's probably so many other shows, honestly, that you and I and other people our age are going to like rediscover that were on TV when we were too young or not even alive that we're going to be able to go back and be like, wait, this is amazing. I love this. But I do think though that not every show does relate. I definitely have watched some older shows where it's like, eh, like, just like can't relate you know well i think the i think the um one of the one of the reasons that seinfeld is maybe feels more relevant to like people our age and younger compared to like a show like cheers you know or like dallas mm-hmm. is like it's not like a very political show they're pretty like i feel like the topics are pretty neutral with that kind of stuff it's just like i just feel like the humor it's just it doesn't feel outdated. Well, some of some of Jerry's like stand up bits yeah. feel a little, out, a little outdated, you know. Um, Sometimes that laugh track doesn't really hit. Yeah, and like I hate laugh tracks, but it's just like I feel like the again, it's just like everyone's going to get stuck in a parking garage or like um, everyone. Or everyone has their freeloader friend like Kramer. Yeah, or everyone's like is- waited in line at a restaurant before and has seen other people get called that came after them oh yeah that was the chinese restaurant episode yeah i think yeah so that's like one of the great things about the show like alex and i like honestly while we were in croatia sometimes when we were feeling a little like homesick for america um or just like wanting some comfort thing it was like we'd be like what's put on like some seinfeld like it was just like this mindless fun thing it's a nice distraction it's also like i feel like the best tv show for just like um 
like falling asleep to. <laughs> like, oh I know that maybe it makes it sound like it's a bad show, but like, it's like the show can make me laughing and instantly make me take a nap. And no other show yeah. can do that. But again, I think it's just the funky bass lines and then like uh, George just like rambling about how miserable his life is because he can't talk to someone he finds attractive. Um, I don't know. It's just every everything just, just like makes me laugh in a bizarre way. I feel like, yeah. And it's like I said, it's like, like that comfort thing because I'm thinking about it too. And it's like, this show is like, it's safe. It's comfortable. It's low stakes. The characters are goofy and silly and I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, it's a nice show, but we watched some in Croatia. I've been watching some like throughout the week and which ones did we watch in preparation for today? Um, we watched the parking garage and then the episode where George, um, it's like the first time that I've seen, uh, him at his work and he like works for the Yankees and he's like doing like a meeting and then, um, Basically, he's just like shoveling like they have like a table filled with food and he's just like shoveling shrimp into his mouth. And one of like his coworkers makes like a joke about uh, I forgot the exact punchline, but uh, George is shoveling shrimp into his mouth. And the guy goes, hey, George, the ocean called. (laughs) Uh, It's running out of shrimp. And he gets so pissed about it. And it's like the whole episode is just about him like coming up with like a punchline that he can like like a comeback. Yeah, that he could like say to uh, say to him later, but like the guy ends up getting uh, let go from his job and ends up like going, he ends up moving to Ohio and George is like, I got to get on a plane. I'm going to go to a meeting with him and I'm going to like, I'm going to get him back. And everyone's like, why do you need to go to Ohio? And it's like, I love that. It's just like uh, seeing someone getting so like angry and just like getting caught in the moment where like everything just becomes like unnecessary and emotional. Like I think we've all, you know, maybe not been as over exaggerated as like George has, but we've all been, we've all been there. I think we've all been there every now and then, but the great thing is that that's George like every day Mm -hmm. and it's, it's amazing. But you can, you can tell, like, I feel like George is Larry David, who's like, you know, one of the writers of the show. I actually was reading online that apparently Larry David left the show at the end of season seven and the episode Alex and I are talking about is from season eight. So, and I found out that Jerry Seinfeld became then the showrunner, like the executive producer, I think for the last two seasons, cause there's nine seasons total. Um, which, yeah, I was going to say, let's do a little backstory on Seinfeld. There's like nine seasons. It ran from 1989. No, yes. 89 to 1998. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, Ooh, basic math. For um, some reason, I like, I, I thought you were, about to say like the 1800s and I was like, that would have been hilarious. <laughs> I'm surprised. I wonder if there is like a, maybe like a, I was imagining like a blast of the past episode where they like, this is not a time travel show. My brain was just like, whoa, wait, what if we did Seinfeld, but time travel? <laughs> what would the concept be that instead of like getting stuck in a parking garage, they're like trapped in an outhouse? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, that would be amazing. Like they they have to go they have to go use the outhouse because there's nothing at the bar and uh, okay. the door gets Dear, stuck. George gets stuck in an outhouse, and Elaine has to prove that she's not a witch because the local pilgrim town is thinking she's a witch and they want to stone her. And she's gonna beg Jerry for to help her, and Jerry's gonna be like, "Elaine, I don't know how to prove to them you're not a witch." <laughs> what if? But what if in order to like this is the catch. 
So George is stuck in the outhouse, and Elaine's the only one that knows how to open the door. But if she opens the door to the outhouse, that proves that she's a witch. So then that's the conundrum she's oh in. Oh, my God. Okay, there you go. Alex and I, we are going to write the next generation of Seinfeld. <laughs> but it takes place in the 1800s. And have really, really bad Jerry, Jerry impressions. I like, I'm like nervous that he might, because I know it's never good. But yeah, he's always like, Elaine... What's up with buttons? And I'm like, stop talking about buttons, Siri. That was actually funny. really good. That was good. But um, gosh, what else? We watched then the other episode was, yeah, the, the parking garage one. And I feel like that one was like stereotypical, like each character to like their maximum version of themselves because again, kind of breaking down the show a little bit. It's like you have Jerry, the main guy. He's just like your average guy. He's kind of goofy, kind of silly, but also sometimes the most practical and maybe like the most responsible and mature of them all. I would say, yeah, he's like the voice of, <laughs> it's hard to say he's the voice of reason, but like he, he kind of is. He's mostly the voice of reason. And then it's like, you have Elaine and she's just like fiery, snappy, short woman who speaks her mind. And it's, it's funny because in the parking garage, she has like these fish and she's like, scared they're going to die because they're in a bag and they lost their car and the fish are basically dying while they're looking for their car and no one will help her but it's just funny seeing her get exasperated when nobody's helping and it's like you see like the true side i think that's why it was a good episode to watch you see like the true side of each character kind of come out like who they really are and it's like jerry's just like goofy because he gets in trouble for peeing in the parking garage and he's just kind of being goofy with this cop trying to get off the hook Elaine's Making like up really bizarre like stories to like why he um had to pee in the parking garage. I think he tried yeah. to claim that he had like a bad like a bladder um disease or something. He, but, he like, made up like up. a fake bladder disease, yeah. And then it's like George, of course, is typical George having like a total panic attack, anxiety attack, thinking the worst, dreading the worst, because he's gonna be late to meet his parents for a dinner. And it's just so George, he's like freaking out. And then last is Kramer, which is the chillest of them all. Nothing worries him. And always the one who ends up either. Sometimes I feel like Kramer will solve whatever the problem of the episode is. And he'll be like really nonchalant or the, he is like the most annoying part of the episode. And he's like ruining everyone's day. And he'll come around and be like, what, what did I do? And yeah, that's he's like, like exactly. Never, he's, he's never stressed staring it. And he always brings up, like, I feel like there's always like, um, um, there's always like a crisis brought up with him. Like, uh, him and George are like talking about death in the parking lot. And George is like, aren't you afraid to die? And he's like, no, like I watched like an info commercial once. And, uh, or, or, or I forgot. He said he watched like, he watched like, uh, he watched like a video of like old people, like on their deathbeds that they were like, uh, like saying like, uh, why they weren't afraid to die. And he's like, that's why I'm chill now. And George is like, that's messed up. Like you should be afraid to die. And he's like, always so like sad and um, uh, just crazy. And I, I don't know. I like, life. Yeah. I love, I just love like the contrast of arguments between those two. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is my curious question for you, Alex. Right. After like watching a few episodes with me and at first I think maybe you were doing it because you're my boyfriend, but now I want to know, do you think you're going to keep watching the show? And like, second question, do you think this is like a fad that will be over in like a year or so? Like, will people still be talking about Seinfeld? Will this still be a show that Gen Z are going to be like, I love that show. Or do you think this is like 
maybe one of those things where it's like, it's just a thing for right now because I think Netflix acquired it within the last like year or less. Yeah. So. It's been up for like at least a year. Um, so again, I did grow up on Seinfeld. Like my mom actually had a poster of Kramer in our basement. So like, it's not that I'd never watched any episodes, but I, I didn't really care for it as a kid. I just feel like it wasn't relatable to me and I thought it was kind of boring and felt like an old person show. Mm-hmm. But seeing as an adult, I actually find it really enjoyable and it's been like very like relaxing humor and I do actually plan to watch more episodes. Um, mm-hmm. I like Curb Your Enthusiasm better of Larry David content, but it's nice to jump between both of them. But the other thing is I don't think Gen Z are going to stick around with this in a few years. I feel like they're going to move on to something else. Mm. That's my, that's I, my prediction. Your prediction. I, I think that I'm going to keep watching it too. And I might try to even do the thing where I watch like all of it, like consecutively watch from beginning to end. Cause I think that's also just my personality type. I want to like, if I start something, I want to start from day one, episode one. And I want to go to the I very end. too. But then I do feel, I think, I think what'll be interesting is I could see Gen Z passing up on this in like a year or two and going on to something else, like bringing something else back. Like who knows, maybe like, I know the Simpsons Simpsons have always been like a big thing, but I could see like maybe the Simpsons getting like huge again or like another obscure thing like King of the Hill. But King of the Hill is Say again? King of the Hill is coming back. Like they're uh, bringing back new episodes. Are they really? Yeah. See, that was a show. I've, I've never seen an episode in my life. I know nothing about it. If that one becomes next fad, I really don't know if I would get into it. But what if I try to get you into like a couple episodes? I would consider it, but I have to consult with the Gen Zers of my life. Because you, you have to get all of your approval from Gen Z before you could uh, yes. watch the content. You have, if you want to stay young, you have to act young. That's what I'm saying. But uh, stay old, baby. <laughs> that sounds like a Jerry Seinfeld line. <laughs> yeah, but he'd be like, "Stay old, baby." <laughs> oh, that one wasn't as good as the previous impression. But I think, I think it'll be. This is okay. This is. So because Seinfeld's having like this second revival right now, I'm also really curious, like in another 20 to 30 years from now, do you think this show is going to have another revival or do you think like this is it's like second chance? And then after this, once this kind of dies down, it's like truly going to be like dead and just one of those like old shows that like nobody really watches. I think this is going to have weird revivals every now and then. I think like this and friends are going to kind of like stand the test of time. Um, even mm. though I don't really like friends that much, I just feel like the, um, I feel like the joke, most of the jokes hold up enough that I think people are going to still find them funny. But I think mm. the only difference is maybe they'll re-release Seinfeld without all of the stand-up bits. So it'll just oh be God. like, it'll be like 15 minute episodes. Can you imagine? Or, or the next generation will be so weird that they're like, we only want the baselines of Seinfeld. Oh my God. That's going to be it. That's going to be it. Just constant. I kind of actually love those. I like look whenever I hear that sound, it's like, it's very comforting. Yeah, it is kind of soothing. (laughs) But yeah, no, it's been a ride watching it. And I guess even though it's an old show, I guess my takeaway for the end of this episode is like, 
if you haven't ever seen it say again of the parking garage episode no no of this episode of our this episode i thought you meant of the seinfeld episode no no there's no takeaway from a seinfeld episode there's literally nothing to be learned from a seinfeld episode um there's no lessons but uh i think summing up our episode right now to anyone listening my thought is if you haven't seen it in a while go back check it out see if it hits the nostalgic feels or if you've never even seen it just give it a shot and see if you like it or not because i'm kind of curious too like two people have never seen it like what are they going to think of it like because you and i again like we grew up seeing it episodes as like kids every now and then so i was like already kind of familiar with it so i'm curious if there's anyone our age who's never seen it or anyone who's younger than us who've never seen it or doesn't know anything about it and like what their thoughts are so please share them listeners Check out and at fans. least one episode and get back to us and that's it for our episode like thanks seriously so much for listening um this is an episode about nothing where you learned nothing and I hope you gained nothing after listening to me slap. We hope you got absolutely nothing out of this. Yeah. I hope you gained literally nothing. We hope you Um, stayed the same as when you started. Other than that you are now inspired to maybe go watch one episode of Seinfeld. And I hope you're inspired to like rate and subscribe to our content. Check out the bandwagon fan. If you're listening, I'm assuming that you already know about it, but maybe let a friend know because all of our friends need a good Seinfeld episode to listen to. Everybody needs a Jerry. <laughs> Everyone needs a Jerry. And nobody needs a George. Nobody needs a George. <laughs> Thanks, right. guys. See ya. Bye. Bandwagon Fan Podcast is hosted by Josh Jimenez, Alex Mogosa, and me, AJ Soy. Our show is produced by Kate Smith and edited by your boy, AJ. Our social media is managed by Natalia Kokulia, and our theme song, Lush Waves, is provided to us by Taylor Lewin of Underscore Audio. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.